Welcome to episode 25 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, sir. Not as good as some. How are you doing? Wonderful. North Studios, third straight, face-to-face, outside, beautiful day. Uh, still a little, probably 10 degrees warmer than I would like it. I mean, we're in the, what, high 70s? Yeah. High 60s, 60s would be perfect for me, but... Hey, no complaints here. Yeah. Doing wonderful. No breeze, total sunshine. It's not a bad thing. Exactly. Uh, hey, be- before we uh, get into our selections for today, um, just because my OCD, my psychotic thinking, I always like to try to clear up errors I make in our train wrecks that we call a podcast. So. Episode 23 was our first episode face-to-face when the restrictions were lifted. And I said, faux, faux pas. Faux meaning fake, faux pas meaning, oh, I made a mistake. So I had clearly fucked that up. My buddy Larry (laughs) brought it to my attention, so I attempted to correct that mistake in episode 24, and I said we we used faux bird sounds. Well, in my correction, I still fucked it up because we've never had bird sounds in our podcast before, so those aren't faux bird sounds. Those are real Real. bird sounds. So what I had meant to correct was it was great in episode 23 to finally get rid of the faux tinking of the glasses as we cheer our beers. Right. So I think I finally got that correction corrected. So the third time's a charm right, Larry. Um, Episode 24. Uh, when we were talking um, the COVID uh, stay-at-home orders and everything, what this, that, and the other, I believe I said Governor Granholm. Well, as we know, <laughs> our our governor right. is Whitmer. But hey, from somebody who didn't even know who Mike Pence was, I had the drop of a hat. <laughs> it, at least I got a former Michigan governor, right? right. You got to oh, give yeah. me. You got to give me a brownie There's point. points in there. You oh, got to yeah. give me a brownie point. And then, and then finally, it's not really a correction because I admitted I couldn't remember who it was, so it's not really a correction. But the night I got buckled at the Martini Bar in Detroit, I had dropped my sister, my mom, and my aunt at the Fox Theater, right? As they saw Celtic Thunder. That was the group they saw. And a disclaimer that my mother wanted me to pass along is, I drove them to Detroit to get to the hotel. That was the day that, um, that was the night that the Red Sox beat the Tigers in the playoffs where Ortiz and the comeback hit one and Hunter went back, 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 reached over, flipped into the bullpen, but Ortiz homered and the Red Sox came back and won the game. I I had been long since passed out at that point, (laughs) so I missed that. Um, but I drove to Detroit. Right. I didn't drive after the Martini Bar because the hotel took us from the hotel to the Fox Theater. Gotcha. So my mom was concerned that I was encouraging drunken driving, which we're not. No, you know, hey, call not. Uber, taxi, right. walk. Like right. you, you, know, you walked over to the North Studio Day. Absolutely. Anyway, that's all I had as far as uh, putting the trains back on the track. Uh, you had a busy weekend. You, you, you guys oh. uh, traveled, didn't you? Yeah, a little northern Michigan trip. Uh, brought back some brews for the not total. Uh, we went to Traverse City. Not all of them are from Traverse City, uh, but it's a, it's it's somewhat of a northern Michigan theme tonight. So 
Um, yeah, I went to uh, a place I, I've really come to love, and apparently so do a lot of people, um, Hoplot in Sutton's Bay. Um, I, think the, I think the deal was they didn't have some of their, um, some of their better beers, uh, or at, at least they, they had some they were out of and one in particular that they were very, very low on. Um, I think some of the, the breweries, if you know, you didn't think about this point, is that with the shutdown, you can't just have you know some of that beer just sitting around in the, you know, in the um, in the kegs or right, yeah, it, so, yeah. Yep. So you know, they probably limited production quite a bit, not knowing when things were gonna you know start to get back to normal or open up. So um, I think they're just they're now ramping up, you know, production and. So maybe we just caught it at a bad time, but um, Hoplot was a great place. Uh, went to North Peak in Traverse City. Um, that was great. Uh, but what we've got going here first, though, is not a Traverse City beer. Uh, this is the Triple Berry Goes from Austin Brothers in Alpena. So I think we've had, I think we pre-pod we were talking, we've tried one other Goes on the pod, uh, correct? Correct, and this particular one, uh, our li- one of our listeners at Kirch Daddy on Twitter, Mike Kerchek actually toasted me on on tap for this beer. Uh, his so, rating was slightly higher than the on tap rating that you're about to share with us, but I think his personal rating of this beer was like a four oh five, okay, some somewhere along that line. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's um five point five percent alcohol 10 ibus which is interesting um the untapped rating is 3.98 perfect yeah what do you say we uh start this pot oh oh well you you see the uh color in there eh? oh yeah oh yeah looks like we're uh definitely a triple berry yep i feel like i'm at church a little communion <laughs> amen Getting there, getting there, getting there. That's what she said. In the tilted kilt. And, uh, not faux tanking, actual cheers. Cheers. Like I, like I said, I feel like I'm at church in communion. <laughs> um, initial instinct, as the listeners have come to be no this might be right up your alley got a lot of flavor i'm not going to deny it that to me it's almost a bartles and james wine cooler right but a lot of flavor so um yeah this i'll I'll hold i'll hold the rating till the end but yeah I i would almost you know trying to think back this is one of the uh juiciest beers we've had I mean, this is like an like an like you said. It's a it's a alcoholic juice. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is the old Bartles and James, not the original, because there was no flavor to the original. But um, believe it or not, Dave, actually, some sports on the docket. Yeah. Since we last met. Yep. Um, Major League Baseball. The owners propose something. Players reject that. Players counter something, the owners reject it. And it's going back and forth, back and forth. And, hey, who am I or who are we to say how much money 
right. a Chris Sale, a Bryce Harper, a Justin Verlander, or the list goes on and on. Sure. Who's to say? Who are we to say how much of a pay cut they should take? Right. You know. You, you know, because the old ad is like, well, they should get a real job. It's like, you know what? They have a talent that very, 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 very few people in this world have. And if the market bears it, yep, make what you can make and earn what you can earn. And if you don't want to give up 80% because of something, whatever. And the last thing that I've seen, the uh, they originally wanted to start July 4th. Well, the July 4th is going to be nearly impossible now right so now we're talking about you know but if they were to ratify and agree to something it would be like okay well they still got to get everybody back you, you got to give them two weeks to get you know get the kinks out whatever Absolutely, so you're, you're yeah. talking you're talking probably at the very earliest august 1st now and the latest thing the owners proposed was another proration of pay in a 48 to 50 game schedule. And my take on that is, and you know, you we have said before, and I know uh, uh, Dave from Don't Forget the Popcorn, He, him and I were going back and forth tweeting about fans versus no fans. And, you know, I won't get into the whole ar- argument on it, but it's like a 50 game baseball season. Yeah. You know what? It's almost like a playoff. You, you know what? Why not? <laughs> let's just cross our fingers. And hope that there is somewhat normalcy in 2021. Sure. Right. And, you know, we, we chalk this up to, hey, we've never, it's never happened before, caught us off guard. And under the category of shit happens. A 50-game 50, a 50 baseball season, I have no interest in whatsoever. That's just me. Yeah. Though. Um, for me, that's not a, that's not a deal breaker, the 50-game the season. Um, I, I guess where I keep going to is, you know, well, why why won't they take less? They already make millions, yada, yada, yada. Um, well, like I said, though, I mean, okay, so how much can I cut from your salary? Well, right. I, I'm, I'm actually kind of, I more fall off the fence towards the player side in the sense that, you know, whether whether you're getting paid $30 million a year or whether you're getting paid $30,000 $30, a year, You've, Those are real dog sounds, by the way, too. They're yeah, not faux dog not sounds. Not faux dog sounds. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, you, you know, you build your life around your salary. Correct. The houses you buy, the stuff your family does, the schools you send your kids to, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Right. So if they take an 80% pay cut and they think that, well, in 2021, let's say it's, you know, this is the new normal, at least for two years, three years, something like that. Um you know, no, you know, if I, if I build my life around my salary and I look at what I might have to do in order to keep my job or to play or to, you know, do whatever, you know, I'm probably going to resist a little bit in order to keep what I've got, you know, the standard of living, the house I'm in, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, at some point, I mean, and I've, you know, after 2008, you know, we, we sold you know, a really nice house, and we did what we had to do, kind of to, to to scale down a little bit, you know, to, to be able to save some more money and save for college and save for retirement and, and those kind of things, sure. But, um, yeah, and, and, and you can, I can definitely see the side, 
where it's like, well, oh, poor babies. But no, I mean, this is their living. This is what they do. This is what they've done their whole life to get to this point. And so if there's a little resistance to, to not take that pay cut, I, I kind of get that. I get that part, but I'm just saying if, if they agree on a 50-game schedule, it's just like, you know what, then, you know, put all put all team names in a barrel, just like the NBA draft lottery, spin it around a couple times, reach in and say, and the 2020 <laughs> World Series champions are the Cleveland Indians. Right. And, and then call it good, because if not, that's just silliness. Um, NBA, they're looking like they've actually got – some things agreed Rolling. upon. Right. Uh, uh, July 31st restart, eight-game regular season finish at the Walt Disney World Resort with a 1,600-person maximum. So, and then they get into the particulars that each player can have up to three family members after the first four or five days or whatever the rule is, and there are going to be 22 teams involved. Daily testing. The season will continue if someone tests positive. If the player who tests positive, tests, you know, right, he's that player is going to be quarantined for seven days, and the season will continue. And there are the twenty-two teams are the sixteen teams that are currently in the playoffs when this happened, and there are six other teams that were within six games. The eight teams that were six games or further out, they're yeah. out. They're gone. Right. See ya. Um, yeah. Not a huge fan of this, but I think it would be interesting. I mean, you know, you, you got in one, you know, they, they'll, they'll play like three games a day because I think there's like two or three venues they can use. Right. They'd play three or four games a day throughout the day. No fans, of course. And um, I think that would be interesting. You could get some DraftKings lineups in or, you know, you could do some sports wagering. Sure. This, that, or the other thing. So I like that. Much better than I like the uh, Major League Baseball 50-game schedule. Well, even if you get in the NBA, you know, with basketball, obviously you can play multiple games during a day. But typically they don't. So if a team is scheduled their third game in a in a particular day. Oh, no. They, they would play. Oh, they've, yeah, teams play. Teams. Yeah, individual teams are only play one game, but oh, they, they would I play thought, like okay. five games right, 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 right. So I at the one venue. Yeah, uh, right. yeah, yeah. Like the uh, Magic aren't going to play four straight games. I read. I mean, one, it's not like I, a Gus Macker. Well, I mean, it, you know, I was going to say. I mean, it's not unheard of in in order to get right. this in. So I read the one article I read. I misread it. Then that's. I guess you know, on some level, that's ridiculous, and the players would never play more than one game in a day. But I would, you know, I was thinking this is really interesting. You know, if that were the, could you imagine? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that would almost bring a Gus Macker feel to it. But, right. Uh, I was thinking like more like the George Carlin um, saying like, you know, what they should do with football is just leave the injured players on the field. I like that. And just keep yep. going. I like that as well. So, um, and you know, finally MMA. Yeah. They had their. Uh, Pretty much right now is weekly fight night, isn't it? You know, every Saturday. Well, yeah, I think they something. have. Well, they have uh, Wednesday fight night and then Saturday. Um, or is oh, now you got me confused because I think Saturday is fight night. Wednesday, well, Wednesday is UFC. Yesterday was UFC 250, right? Right, right, right. So like the UFC 251 won't be for you know that big card won't be for a couple weeks, but I think on a Saturday they'll have a right. lesser card, um, and they'll call it fight night on Saturday. Still. Right. So, um, but yeah, last night Amanda Nunez beat Felicia Spencer. Yeah. Um, 
pummeled her, in fact. And actually, <laughs> I'm going to give the tip of the cap to Felicia Spencer because... Everybody she, has. I read she went several the articles distance. on she that. She went the distance. They're giving it, her props for it, her last oh, couple fights. And, and she went the distance. She takes a pound. Uh, yeah, she, I mean, she was destroying her blood <laughs> all over the place, swelling on the forehead. Look, She looked like a... Um, what the elephant man? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, uh, Eric, what, uh, Eric Stoltz was the guy who played. Uh, was it Cher in that yeah, movie? Yeah, Rocky. Oh, okay. Rocky mind, something or other was his name. But yeah, Cher was uh, Rocky's mother, and Eric Stoltz. I, I'm sure it was Eric Stoltz played the elephant man. His name was Rocky something, and Cher was yeah. his mother. And I think wasn't Sam Elliott even in that? Was like he? Uh, was, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that yeah, so, yep. but yeah. So I mean, she actually looked like the female version of the Elephant Man when the fight was <laughs> over. But um, so, but yeah. But anyway, Amanda Nunez, the first fighter in Uf- UFC history to have defended two titles in two weight classes while still holding them both. So she's the champ in two weight classes. She's a badass. Yeah. You know, I would actually like to see some testing done there because I'm guessing she's probably as much a man as you and I are. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe who knows? But I'm just telling you. Did you? I don't know if you saw any video of the fight highlights. Saw the highlights. I'm telling you what, um, and I don't know what that kick is called. I keep forgetting what. But where they, you know, they go and try to kick right on the the knee joint, right on the outside part of the knee joint, inside or outside. Try to get your knee to cave in, right? Well, she went to fake that, and you saw Felicia's eyes go down to try to go to defend it. Well, instead of hitting the kick, she put her foot down to brace herself, stepped forward, and as soon as Felicia's eyes came up, it was just like, oh shit, wham! <laughs> you know what I mean? um, and her post-fight her post-fight uh, interview, she's like, oh yeah, you know, and you know, I I can't grapple as as may, maybe as well as as she do, does, but you know, on my feet, you know, I'm I'm number one. You know, there's nobody that can stop me. But and I, you know what? I just love hitting people in the face. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and she actually tied a career high with 124 strikes landed. So uh, let's do the math here. There's three rounds, five minutes of rounds, five, ten, fifteen minutes. That's forty some. That's what's that? Eight. That's eight strikes landed every minute. Eight times fifteen oh, oh, is by minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's eight <laughs> strikes landed a minute. So that means every twelve seconds she's drilling this. Chest. But and like I said, that's why I give that. You know, she lost. I mean, it was unanimous. It was like fifty to forty-four, fifty to forty-four, fifty to forty-four. Right. I mean, so it was clear she got her fucking ass kicked. But right. But hey, just yeah. to, you know, to not go down. Yeah, you got no, you know, and she got lots of props in several different articles. Uh, even in her last two fights. All right. What, yep. do you, what do you say we rate the old triple berry ghost? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Let's tone Loke. <laughs> Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Uh, bum, bum, bum. All right. So we got, um, boy, I don't, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to go as high as the untapped crowd. Only because... I know I'm not. I know you're not. <laughs> I know you're not. Um, it was actually, if I'm looking at the can now really close, I see a lot of raspberries. And so, like, tart fruits aren't my fave. Um, I think this is well done if you really like a fruity beer, uh, especially in this style. Uh, I'm going to go 3.90. 
Well, fuck, you're almost at the untapped version. Oh, I am, because um, I, I do like it, and our listeners know I like kind of like the, sh- the sweeter. Yeah, and to no surprise, like I said, um, I've never met an alcoholic beverage that I won't finish, so I'm going to finish it, and the, the flavors popped. I, I will. The only thing that's going to keep this in the two range is the fact that the flavors popped immensely because i mean it is i mean it's almost like you're oh yeah eating a bowl of tricks on steroids i mean it's it's a fruit filled bonanza oh, yeah. but that's not what i'm looking for when i'm drinking beer so i'm gonna go a 2.28 all right all right so uh here we're gonna move on to a beer from north peak brewery in traverse city michigan called diabolical and i think they named it that because the ABV or alcohol by volume is 6.66%. The number of the beast. A little Iron Maiden <laughs> for you there, guys. And IBUs of 66. And on the can, it even says 66.6. <laughs> untapped rating of 3.56. So the untapped crowd couldn't couldn't collaborate and then make it a trifecta on that number, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, do you, do you think we're going to go to hell for drinking this beer? I'm not sure, but if we do, we're going to be com- accompanied by a lot of people. So, uh, let's, yeah, get this. And this is Dexter and Traverse City, Michigan. And Dexter is also a series. Oh, yeah. Which is a little <laughs> bit diabolical. Is Dexter a city in Michigan, though? Is that near yeah. Traverse City? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I just know it from a series that... Uh, Dave McPeak from Oh yeah. Don't forget the popcorn will never finish. He's an anti-hero, I think Dexter is. Right? Yeah, yes, he is. Yeah, it's an excellent series. And I told uh, Dave from Don't Forget the Popcorn he has till July 4th and I'm going to give him how the series ends whether he likes it or not because he's been straight, you know, the little, uh, <laughs> the, the the carrot on the end of the rope or whatever tugging me along that he's going to finish it. He hasn't and been he, doing he, his proper no, binge not, watching. He, no, he has not. So <laughs> he's right. got till July 4th, and I'm going to blow up their account with how it ends and <laughs> go from there and deal with the repercussions at, at that point. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Boom. There yeah, we go. Yeah, like we're, we're, better, yeah, we're, yeah, we're back to beer. We're back to beer on <laughs> flight football and anything else. After we uh, sifted through the Martha's Vineyards. Um, <laughs> segment two, this day in sports, June 7th. What do you got, Dave? Okay, well, as I sifted through uh, our friend Google, uh, this day in sports was pretty much dominated by uh, a French Open. They must have held a lot of French Opens on this date and the Belmont Stakes. I noticed that. Yeah. So I'll go with that. Um, and I'll lead off with, as I'm looking at it and I'm scrolling through it, and I'm like, well, I can mention this and mention this, and I don't know how many tennis fans we have. But, you know, thinking back, I'm not necessarily a tennis fan. However, a lot of these names really brought back, you know, the late 70s, 80s, early 90s, like Yvonne Lendl, Mats Villander, um, Bjorn Borg, uh, Chris Everett, and then the John McEnroe. You know what I mean? So it's like, right? I, 
I don't consider myself a tennis fan, but I you know, know yeah you know those names. I know those names. Right. I know exactly. who these people are. So um, you know they were. I don't know if I can say goats because that's kind of. Oh, no, those a goat of tennis, yeah, for yeah. sure. So um, it's our know, podcast, Dave. You can say anything you want. Well, true. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, but you know, and then there's the Pete Sampras's and. Uh, Roger Federer's an example. So a lot of these people had history with the uh, French Open. So there's a lot of French Open champions and won their fifth or sixth or ninth or eleventh. So a couple of them won their eleventh Grand Slam event um, for the French Open. But the one I want to point out um, is uh, the 2014 French Open. Maria Sharpova. Windsor. Smoke show. <laughs> Windsor fifth Grand Slam event. And the only thing I can say there is it's the second most beautiful woman that I've ever seen next to my Shelly. Alright. <laughs> uh, yeah, True fact. Uh, Sheriff Pover is a smoke show. Especially the picture that, because I think we use the same site. Yeah, um, I think we for pro- this I think game we sports, do. and I think she was dollar. She didn't quite look that way on the tennis course, but hey. Oh no, that was a marketing. Photo. Oh yeah, for sure. That was a profile pic. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm sure she's an absolute like she's a dog without her makeup and stuff or her hair done or whatever. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> um, I had three baseballs and a hockey, just real quick hitters. Yeah, math guy, 1989, 31 years ago today, the first baseball game to ever start outdoors and in and end indoors right. was played. Toronto Sky Dome, the Jays beat the Brewers 4-2. to two. It started with the, game, the roof open, yep. and at 8.48 they closed the roof. And finished the game. So the game started outdoors, ended indoors. Fast forward five years from there. June 7th, 1994, Ricky Henderson swiped his 1,100th bag. Wow. So that's a lot of steals. You steal that much, you should be in jail. Um, and we go three years <laughs> further from that. I'm going to sh- shift to hockey because... The, the, the listeners that we have, local fans, and it cuts to my core, uh, the, the Red Wings beat the Flyers 2-1 to one to sweep the Stanley Cup Finals, four games to none, and win their eighth Stanley Cup, but their first since 1955. So, 97, they went 42 years between the seventh yeah. and the eighth Cup, but then... Went out uh, yeah, it went on a tear and won quite a few more after that. But the only reason I bring that up is because I'm a Flyer fan and I'm still bitter about it. But I'll get over it eventually, maybe. And then finally, you live in Michigan, why <laughs> you seem to be a because of the Broad Street Bullies. Oh. They chased the Russians off the ice. Gotcha. The Russians were on a. Hmm. Uh, I want to say it was '76. Don't quote me on the year, but the Russians were on a uh, NHL tour like an Olympic style event and just they were the Russian, the U S national team was destroying NHL teams. They got to the spectrum in Philadelphia and the flyers started body check. You know, they were the broad street bullies and they were checking, checking, hitting. I mean, it, it was a, 
a real NHL hockey game, not an exhibition. Right. And after the first period, the Flyers were up like 2 nothing or whatever. And the Russians would not come out for the second period. And then finally somebody, somebody from the NHL slash Canada slash United States told the Russians, hey, if you don't finish this game, you're not getting paid. So they came <laughs> out and the, and the Flyers continued to pummel them. But, you know, there were no fights, but right. I mean, it, it was checking. Sure. And, and there was just a style that the Russians were not used to, and I've, I've been a Flyer fan ever since. <laughs> um, so That and, makes a lot of sense. So there you Thank go. you for explaining. Hey, that. no problem. And then uh, 10 years ago today, Bryce Harper was selected first by the Washington Nationals. So that's all, that's all I got on TDIS. Right on. So I can tell you like this beer. Mm. It's amazing. <laughs> the can says unfiltered, dry hopped, citrus and piney. Dead nuts. Other than citrus, I don't get a lot of citrus taste to it. I get the, the piney IPA right. wallop to the midsection. I love it. I did not read the, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. On the can it does say. I was thinking with the citrus and piney that they were going to have some citra hops in there, but no, they don't. Uh, on the side of the can, it does have a little box, and it has uh, hops colon. Michigan-grown Cascade and Chinook hops. Well, there you go. If it's got Chinook hops, it's got to be good. Yeah. <laughs> you want to rate it? Absolutely, my friend. All right, you went first last time. I started off. And I, by the way, I know our listeners at home are like, well, wait a second, I thought they were rating cans or bottles. But the first two of this episode are just basically your typical standard aluminum can and deserve no rating. So we're going to go with the IBU ranking of the NA to both cans. And the winner of the can ranking is clearly going to be the third selection. But... Um, for my beer here, let's see. The Untapped Crowd went a three-five-six. I think the Untapped Crowd sold the Diabolical a little short, probably because of the satanic connotations to it. Is it a four, Dave? That's the million-dollar question. Is this beer a four? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go right at a four even. It, 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 it's good enough to go. For, I can't give it less than a four. So I got to go 4.00. Wonderful selection. I can't help but think if you didn't like the other one enough, um, do you think that influenced your. There could be a little bit, yeah. Huh, okay. You know, I, I guess I see what you're saying. It's like, you know, one night you you sleep with uh, Jennifer Aniston, and the next <laughs> night you sleep with some Skid Row bum. I mean, is that Skid Row bum going to be held to a much... It would be like, oh, man, this is crazy. She's no Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Right? Right. You know, maybe she wasn't that bad, though, but the night before, you just happened to be with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> so that could be possible... That, you, you, but right. I'm sticking to my four. Don't try to okay. sway me off. I'm my not four, swaying Dave. you off your four. I'm just okay. So, um, I will say with the 
with the Austin Brothers can with the triple berry, having tasted that now, if it, they're screaming like, hey, this is chuck full of fruit. So, I mean, is it the best can? No. But it's it's very well marketed, and, and it's telling you, like, if you don't like fruit, don't pick me up. Well, that can ain't beating the third slice. So that's no, why, no, that's why I, I already gave it the it's not. It's not. Um, but as far as this beer, Diabolical, it's good. Uh, very flavorful, uh, definite IPA. I think, like you said, the description, dry hop, citrus, and piney. Um, but I'm not going to quite give it a 4. I'm going to go a 3.85. Actually higher than I thought you'd give it, but... Um, well, I like that would be I will drink multiple of these. You know what would, I mean? This is a beer I can have two, three, yeah. Two, four, six, eight. <laughs> Who do we appreciate? Never, maybe never. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see once we get our following up over like the three million mark. Right. That what followers like go, you know, because obviously like they're, you know, hey, there are going to be people that like the... Triple Berry goes. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, there are going to be people that, like, hey, I like the IPA flavor that just going to smash you right in the face, draw blood, and... <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be interesting, you know, because that would be... We'd have our own little cult following, so, you know, I, I see it coming in the near future, Dave. I mean, you know, we're, we will have to give up our day jobs within the near future, I think. We can only hope. Yes, we can. Well, even though that's not going to happen for either of us anytime soon, Mike, um, let's just move on to the third tasting. What do you say? Hey, I'm all for it, bro. All right, so uh, third tasting from the Right Brain Brewery in Traverse City, Michigan. We've got the Dead Kettle IPA. Keep beer curious. We tried everything. We unplugged it, then plugged it back in. We flicked the switch on and off. We kicked it. Then we flicked the switch again. No matter what we did, the kettle would not fire up. So we uh, whirlpooled it, dry hopped it, and said a little prayer to the beer gods. The beer gods smiled back at us. This unconventional recipe produces a balanced IPA showcasing heavy citrus notes and hop aroma. Dead Kettle is light-bodied with a pleasant finish that won't kill your palate. Damn, Dave. How long did it take you to come up with that? Yeah, it's just off the top of my head, Mike. <laughs> it was well. It was pros at its best. <laughs> how many of our listeners got pros, P-R-O-S, C? How many, how many of them got that, do you think? Uh... I think did I did I speak over their heads? Do you think? No, I don't. Think I'm not so. condescending to our listeners. No, trust me. No, I'm no, just no, saying. No. I I think they got it. I think they were listening. I think you did it. You did a good job. Nice I'm color. Fucking hammered. Who cares? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Hmm is right. Like it so far. Uh, I'm going to have to save this bad boy. What's the statistics on this bad boy? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I never even read that. 5.5% alcohol, 70 IP. Why by the third one I want to say IPUs? IBUs. Well, I know why. And an untapped rating of 3.71. All right. Yeah, I could. There's a dense bitterness, so I see the 70 IBUs. Um, yeah. All right, Dave. 
we try, you know, this, again, this is just my own personal psychosis here. I mentioned from episode to episode about songs at my funeral. And I have finally come up yep. with my <laughs> boom, 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 boom playlist, if you will. I just took a morbid turn. So, the entrance. <laughs> As you're coming into the funeral, we're going to get a little brighter side of gray by Five Finger Death Punch. Okay. And then, you know, you, you proceed with the happenings of the funeral. And then, you know, like, there's always a, a moment where, like, you know. Do you have this written down for Liz or no? It is now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will be getting... I will be giving this to her and any of you <laughs> listeners out there, you know, if you want to jot some notes down in case my wife, you know, goes against me, let her know what I want here. Um, so, you know, you know how when they call people up and, you know, typically they say good stuff about the person that's dying. I mean, but if people want to get up and berate me and tell me what about a, 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 a vain, egocentric son of a bitch I am, that, that's fine too. But in that portion, we're going to go with, Hold on to memories by Disturbed. Okay. So then we finish up with the proceedings, and on the way out, as you know, as the caskets mean vacating the church, we're, we are going to go with the original funeral song that I went with. It's going to be Limelight by Rush. Okay. Yep. So anyway, so then we get to the cemetery. Now the. One or two people that happen to make that journey, because most people don't go to that part of the, the mostly theater. family. Yeah, so yeah. the one or two people that are still there, as they put the coffin into the ground, right? I would like drink, drank, drunk. By hell yes, hell yes, fuck hell yeah, being played. So, I mean, um, what I'm shooting for here, Dave, I guess, is like. Anybody that happens to go to my funeral, yeah, like three months, eight months, a year later, somebody randomly comes up to that person and says, "Hey, what was the best concert you've ever attended?" Instantly, <laughs> undoubtedly, I want that person to say, "You know what? That was Mike Peters' funeral." <laughs> you know, so that's what I'm looking for. You know, so you wow. know, so we we've got it all. We've yeah. got it documented on right. a podcast. I've got notes written that I will uh, leave into the will, if you will. And, you know, all this talk about death, Dave. Yeah. N- naturally, very smoothly flows into our of course. random question. Yes. Yeah. Random question for this week is, of all the American serial killers, <laughs> which one just... <laughs> scares the bejesus out of you and why and by the way for our listeners out there who are wondering chuck you in particular the fbi defines a serial murder as two or more killings separated by a span of time okay well what's the span of time a span of time oh. so like you know you 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 kill one person in june and then November, you kill another person okay. the same way, and then three months later, you kill another person. You know, okay, so. well, you, I mean, the only lead-in you gave me to prepare for this, you know, sometimes we prepare, we have to prepare for them, so there's not a bunch of dead Fair air enough. time. Fair enough. 
you know, and sometimes it's it's a straight up, you know, like uh, episode 24. It's a straight up random where, you know, it's just uh, like a rapid fire kind of a. So all you said was was research, you know, some serial killers, right? right. Correct. Right. Well, so I, I, I did I did a little research, not a ton. Um, they all scare me. Why would you? I mean, I don't understand. Like, you know, they're all pretty scary. Not really. Um, what do you mean, not really? I mean, not, the really, ones... not really. Jeffrey Dahmer is not scary because Jeffrey Dahmer is a pussy. <laughs> he preyed upon young boys well, who were looking to get high. He drugged them and then he killed them. Right. Jeffrey Dahmer is not scary. Jeffrey Dahmer is a pussy. And therefore, when he was in prison, was beat to death. Prison Justin at its finest. Right. So that's what I mean by, you know, that's what, you know, right. so if Jeffrey okay. Dahmer scares you, then you've got issues because Jeffrey <laughs> Dahmer is the loser, no good right. douchebag next door to everybody in Main Street, USA. Okay. So when, so when I researched them, the only thing I could get, you know, like a big picture, a lot of them had issues, maybe daddy issues or something like that. Cause a lot of them preyed on young men and boys. Or, or women. Well, some preyed on women. Most preyed on women, actually. Uh, not the not the not the ones that were like thirty five or more. Oh yeah, so you, so you're going so you're going actually number of kills. Well, no, I mean like you know uh, like this. God, I can't even believe I'm talking about this. Um, That's why <laughs> it's a random question, Dave. Um. So, uh, yeah, so, like, in the teens and stuff, I mean, no, I, I actually, when I was going through a couple of the sites that, uh, oh, well, like, CBS News had one that had, like, the top 25 or top 30, and I want to say, without going back through them right this very second, I want to say that um, most of them were boys and like young men and boys right like yeah john you know john wayne gacy the guy who poses a clown another loser right i mean you, you know young men and boys exactly so yeah he's he ain't intimidating anybody you, you okay know, you so come, you bundy dress up was as a clown. women though right bundy was a helpless woman but although i will give ted bundy credit that ted bundy is probably the smartest fucking serial killer that we've had he fucking even escaped prison twice so you got to tip your cap to ted bundy how come somebody just didn't put him in the crosshairs and just... Anyway, the point... I, I was nervous even looking this up because anybody anybody that gets on the internet and starts typing in something that might be... They might consider inappropriate. Well, yeah, like, exactly. The like, NSA now... Do I have a red flag on me, Mike? Well, I, know I, have, me I to... know I have a red flag on me because just after I cut the grass the other day, I listened to Guns N' Roses. I used to love her, but I had to kill her. Now she's... You know, she bitched so much, she drove me nuts, and I can still hear her complain. So now, I, you know, so now if Liz come, winds up dead, I'm going to be the number one suspect because I listened to I Used to Love Her by Guns N' Roses, which is a song about killing their wife. Well, but yeah, so, you know, I, I Googled serial because I'm going to take that chance. You know, and I'll tell you what. If one of us is found guilty, this spot, this podcast should skyrocket up the charge, brother. <laughs> but but the fact that one of us will, I mean, are they going to let us zoom the podcast if one of us are in prison? No, you just got to, the, the other person's just going to have to go with a, jeez, I never saw it coming. He was just, <laughs> he, he, 
coached my kid in youth sports. I never saw it coming. All right. And then, 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 then the ratings skyrocket. Yeah. So anyway, who is your who is the one that's <laughs> like if you're putting it on the anti Mount Rushmore, if you will? Who is the serial <laughs> Oh my god. It, there's no Mount Rushmore for this. Oh my god, Mike. Um. Yeah. Who's the scariest? Uh. Psh- I guess you'd have to go with some of the guys that were in the... Well, a couple of them... I'm not going to remember the name right now unless I start going back through it. I didn't save the page. Uh, like I said, I think it was a CBS News article. Uh, you know, uh, um, when interviewed, confessed to like 30-some, but they thought it was more in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I, I remember hell? that. Yeah. And again... That All was, over the country, yeah, not just was, in one spot. Was a, he, he was a drift, and he's not something that's going to scare the shit out of you. What, what I'm talking about is here's what... Like a Bundy, I'm, I guess, would I'm be I'm going to give you my... Uh, I'm going to give you mine. Okay, give me give me yours, because I just don't... Is mine that just scares the bejesus out of me is Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker. Now, his kill total isn't all that impressive. I mean, really, it was 13, and then DNA linked him to a 14. So, I mean, it's like, okay, well, but he made it clear that he was, in, and this, the one thing that this podcast has never done was get into religion, and I don't really plan on getting into religion, but Richard, uh, Richard Ramirez made it vehemently known that he was into Satanism. And, like, even in the courtroom, like, he'd hold up his hand, and there was a, uh, that satanic. So he was completely whacked. I mean, yeah, and and he looked scary, too. I mean, the guy was just, I mean, the only thing that, and, and he didn't drug anybody or nothing. I mean, he just found an unlocked door or window, came in, and did what he had to do. Now, or the did only, what he wanted to do. Right, and yeah. the, only, the only knock on him is of the 14 victims he had, they ranged from 9 to 89. You know, so the killing of the nine-year-old, he wasn't going to make it in prison anyway. He was a loser for that. But, I mean, like like I said, I revert back to Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer drugged young boys that were looking to get high or, you know, oh, daddy's been mean to me. I'm going to go there. And he right. drugged them. And then, you know, and that's why he was beaten in prison as he well should have been because he's a loser. Ted Bundy was women. I mean, at least in the, you know, the Night Stalker at least came in. And, I mean, if there's a man involved, it's like, boom, shot him and then did what he had to do with the woman. And, and he's just scary looking. And then any, when you mix the satanic level of his mindset into it, he's just freaky. What's interesting about uh, Richard Ramirez, though, is he actually, the way he was caught was he was you know, captured by a mob. Yeah. And they held him until the police got there. Well, good so, for them. Exactly. Yeah, good for them, you know. And do, you, do you mind if I go over into the corner by the fence right here and throw up for a no, second? No, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's, but this is, you know, it's a random question. And there's <laughs> nothing more random. I mean, it's like, you know, you, know, you can't, there's no way you can be intimidated, intimidated by John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, he had 33 kills. But size isn't everything, as I try to tell Liz all the time, you know. But 
you know, ja you know, 33 kills, but they were kids. I mean, you're a fucking loser, sicko. You should, you should be dead. Ramirez at least fucking popped in the door, said, hey, here I am. I'm taking care of business. And he's just scary looking. I mean, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, is without question the scariest serial killer in American history, in my opinion. So that's what you were just basically looking for. Right, Which yeah. is the scariest That's one. what I meant. The, well, actually, what do you mean? I said, of the yeah, American right. serial killers, which one just scares the shit right. out of you? I mean, it couldn't have been more clear, Dave. <laughs> I didn't say who <laughs> killed the most. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm glad you bring this topic to the forefront for some reason. Um... <laughs> Oh, wow. Did you ever give an answer? Who I did. Was? Well, no. I mean, yeah, I think I... You said Ted Bundy, I think. I think I said right, Bundy. Yeah, I refuted him because he well, went after... And actually... He, um, he was the smartest, though. I mean, Ted Bundy was a slippery uh, son of a bitch. Well, what's his name? Uh, crazy dude out in California. They just made a movie that kind of ended with him once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, oh, Manson. Manson. But he, Manson was he didn't a kill anybody. Killer? No, he yeah, didn't Manson kill anybody. Manson didn't kill anybody. That's why I, you talk about... That's this is a whole other random question because, in my opinion, you know, because if I tell you we're on episode twenty-five of Flights Football and anything else, Dave, I want you to go shit in my neighbor's front porch and <laughs> smear it on their windows. And if you do that, that's up to you, Bill. I mean, hey, I'm stepping back from that. And when the police come to me and say, well, "Why did you have Dave do that?" I'm, I'm going to be like. What do you mean, why'd I have Dave do it? I just kind of mentioned it, and the dumb son of a bitch did it. You know, and that's right. And, and he spent his entire life in prison. He didn't do anything. Oh, yeah, he did. He what did he do, though? He drugged people and coerced them. And I mean, I, 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 I didn't study it. I have no idea. But you want to talk about somebody that's scary? I'm just Anybody that carves a screw. A swastika in their forehead. Well, Linda Kasabian did that. Okay, well, she's scary too. Okay, well, but I just, I just don't understand. I mean, I'm not saying Charles Manson should have ran for Congress and been out free, but I'm just saying, how, how do you spend the, your entire life in prison for not even doing anything other than merely suggesting we, have, and you know, other than merely suggesting okay, so, so we have listen. to uh, make a statement here, right? I mean, it, it probably falls in the same line as Adolf Hitler. Did Adolf Hitler actually do any of those things? No. He just... He ordered them. Okay, well, didn't Manson order those people to do it? Weren't they his followers? Touche. Touche. <laughs> okay. Falls along the same lines. Both deserve a bullet right between the eyes. Hmm. Okay, we got... I, yeah, all right. The, all right. Yeah, the, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna research that. I gotta, I gotta, you, <laughs> okay. you know, I gotta go to the because you know, now we're gonna, you know, like war acts of war versus just some drifter at the. You think about that. I'm gonna kick some dirt ranch. over the puke in the corner by the, by the movie ranch. Right. By the way, the movie re reference was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Didn't what, I say that? Yeah, the, I said oh, yeah. I just gave the title though. Oh yeah. But anyway, let's raid. Uh, let's do it. Dead kettle, you're first. Good stuff. As I take my last drink, um, boy, it's tough. I have to put it 
It's right there in the same neighborhood as Diabolical. Um, as far as a lot of times if our listeners have paid attention, a lot of times I do my rating based on, you know, how if I can have a few of them. Uh, some, some beers have great flavor and it's interesting, but maybe too rich or there's something about it where I'm like, yeah, maybe one or two, but not, not something... I'm going to rate this just maybe a little below Diabolical. I'm going to go 3.80. All right. Um, I won't repeat what you've said because I agree 100% with you. It is a, uh, I'm going to, again, I think I've done this one or, once or twice before in the 25 episodes. I'm not sure I can distinguish between the uh, Diabolical and the Dead Kettle. So, if I gave Diabolical 4.00, I'm going to give the Dead Kettle 4.00 because they were that close in flavor and drinkability and everything. So, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a four. So, your favorite beer of the night was our first beer, the Triple Berry Ghost. Yep. And Diabolical and Dead Kettle, I put at a uh, dead heat. Correct. And could continue to drink both of them all night, every night. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, no hey, I want to give a shout out. You know, I said I was up in Traverse City at the beginning of the pod. Uh, I went to a place called Little Fleet in Traverse City, um, a nice outdoor bar area that has... Uh, Three, uh, I think it's four food trucks. Great food, great atmosphere, um, great music, and I saw a couple of our um, loyal listeners. Um, I saw <coughs> Trent Fowler and his uh, newly engaged uh, Morgan Diaz and Ben Hart and Callie, uh, his fiance. And they were having a great time. Look, they said they really enjoyed the food there uh, up for the weekend uh, in Traverse City. So uh, I want to give a shout out to those guys. Um, it was great seeing them. Uh, really good night again. You know, kind of like tonight, sun was out. And uh, good night in Traverse City. So um, thanks for saying hi, and, and uh, it was good bumping into you. Hey, well said, Dave. And... As I looked out of my glass, as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, and you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>